0: You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast. For more on Screening in Kingston, more episodes, info about our movie clubs, and a lot more fun movie content, visit ScreeningInKingston.com. The Oscars came and went without an act of violence. Uh, well done, rich people, on keeping your cool. Um, and Taylor, you uh, watched way more of the ceremony than I thought you would have.
1: So George George is an interesting baby. He <laughs> does not like to go to sleep. And so he cried. I should correct myself. He screamed for from about 7 until 8.15. And then again from like 8.30 until 9 and then again from like 9 around 9 15 so he was like screaming so I thought well what better time than to watch the Oscars with a screaming baby
0: what so. a coincidence those are the times I scream every evening
1: <laughs> I thought you're gonna say your cat that's no no no.
0: no um
1: so anyways um don't worry I'm a good parent like I was with my baby like I wasn't just letting him scream but like nothing <laughs> I do uh, really pacifies him in those moments. So I put in an earbud and rubbed his belly and watched an hour of the red carpet and an hour of the ceremony. Hmm. And um did I miss anything? No. no. <laughs> I don't no, no. think I don't think I needed That's the to thing. I always <laughs> every year I think like I'm gonna have FOMO and like sometimes like I'll push myself to like watch past 11 because I'm sure it went past 11 this year.
0: It sure um,
1: yeah. And, and then I'm like, Oh, such regrets. Like, why did I do that? So this year I'm like, I'm going to call it at nine, even if the baby's still screaming, I'm just going to call it at nine. And I did. And I don't have any regrets this year. It, even though the baby continued to cry, at least, you know, I wasn't watching the Oscars. So yeah.
0: yeah I mean, I, I, the show in general, Relatively uneventful, which I guess is a good thing. No one slapped someone in the face. There are some movies that surprisingly completely were shut out and and didn't get anything, which did surprise me. Like, I have some interesting facts about the night and when we review it that, to me, made the evening kind of interesting. But in terms of did you miss anything that you can't just, like, catch up on today? Frankly, no. Because nothing... Really huge happen. All the like, interesting things we have to talk about are probably red carpet related. During the actual ceremony, it was relatively standard, which is good. I think actually, even though it went very long, it moved pretty well. Like You can say what you want about Jimmy Kimmel and who should be hosting and not hosting Oscars and, and what you want out of a host. He does a pretty good job of keeping things moving. You don't see too much of him. And he really didn't have those bits Remember, every year, there's a bit that just doesn't work. Like he didn't really have that.
1: So the only thing I really only saw his opening monologue, right. and then, um, yeah, I didn't get to see any of his other like laugh, like you know, like jokes or whatever. I did read that some people found his interaction with the audience cringy, but again, I didn't see that, so I can't weigh in. What What was your I mean, sense? I, he, like, I, I didn't. guess. I guess he, like, went to the audience and, like, asked questions.
0: He did. So there was this one segment, probably, I guess, if there was one bit that was meh. He asked three audience members fake questions from audience, from, like, people watching. And they were all stars. But the problem is who he picked, not the bit itself. Like, the bit was fine. His first question went to, to Malala, who is, like, a peacekeeping public figure who I would argue isn't exactly like the same in front of like a camera and someone who's going to like have a bunch of jokes with you. Like she's there to promote her documentary feature. That's about peace. Like to make a joke there. Like, I just think that was like a poor choice. And then the other people, I wouldn't say it was awkward, but again, there's like Jessica Chastain, kind of an awkward moment. I can't remember who the other person was. Um, And then the, like, they had someone dressed up as a bear for the cocaine bear movie.
1: Oh, yeah. And she tripped. What's her, the director?
0: Oh, uh, yes. Elizabeth. Yes. uh, Elizabeth Banks tripped. And, like, when she came out with the cocaine bear, it was kind of funny. And they had a little bit. But for some reason, the bear, like, showed up again for this audience thing. And that was a little weird. But I wouldn't say it's so cringeworthy that it's even worth talking about. Like, to me, cringeworthy. Like, nothing offensive was said. The jokes were fine and landed okay. The people were awkward. I mean, some celebrities are awkward people. Again, I will remind you, I went to theater school. A lot of actors are really like closed off weird people. They're not all energetic and and like outwardly, you know. Some of them are introverts, right? Some are extroverts, some are introverts.
1: Okay, so this is a good time to chat about Hugh Grant.
0: Oh, this is great. This is a good segue about how,
1: like, some people are just introverts or whatever. Like, you know, like, we often talk about Joaquin Phoenix, one of my favorite actors. And he's just, like, a weird guy and, like, pretty cringe in interviews. So for people who have been off the internet today or have not, did not watch the um, Oscars, one of the most cringe moments happened on the red carpet, which was actually champagne colored this year.
0: Yes, the champagne
1: carpet. <laughs> I don't know why they decided to make that change. Yeah. But I don't know.
0: They said they wanted a more calm feel. Weird. Red carpet. Yeah, like a more and chill, relaxed. Like, and I guess
1: It know. has no bearing on future decisions, is what I saw. So like yeah. just because it's champagne this year doesn't mean it's gonna be champagne next year. Because I guess we're all worried
0: about it. And I guess red just infuriates us or something. Yeah. I don't know.
1: We need to, <laughs> well, maybe the violent you know, they're like, Oh, it was the red carpet that made Will Smith
0: what are we bulls? Mind. Uh, yeah, <laughs> are, like are, are we cows or no, we any,
1: <laughs> Anyways, so it happened on the champagne carpet. Hugh Grant goes up. I don't know how. Like Mike, you might know this. <laughs> how they like pull the actors who they ask questions to. Like
0: they have guess, a person in the audience who goes around who's not on camera, like right, a runner like, who will go up and say, "Oh, do you have a minute for for this person? Do you have a minute for this show?" Like will go and ask them.
1: I feel like you definitely can say no. Like, yes.
0: And maybe <laughs> Hugh, Hugh Grant should have.
1: <laughs> so, like, Hugh Grant gets pulled. And, like, for anyone who's watched any award, or like, red carpet, like, typically they're, like, what? Like, 30 seconds? Like, they're not very talking best. to this celebrity no. very long. Two and or three ask, questions at most. Very standard. Like, what are you wearing tonight? How is it working on this project? What are you looking forward to this yeah. evening? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, very standard. Simple. Like. Are the are the questions like groundbreaking? No, but that's like what people at home want to hear. We want to yeah. know who the designers are of the clothes, and we want to know like a cute little snippet about the evening. Hugh Grant. I wish I had the transcript in front of me. Hugh Grant was so horrible to that young lady who was interviewing him. He gave her the most shut down. Like she was like, "Who are you wearing?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't know." Um, my suit. And then, you know, she was very professional, cracked a joke being like, oh, like, you didn't make it yourself. Like, who made it? And he went, my tailor. Oh, yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then he did another one. Like, sh- he said, like, he mentioned Vanity Fair. He was talking about the book from the 1800s. She thought it was the Vanity Fair after party. Like, just, mm. like, why did he agree to do that?
0: I don't know, because he clearly looked like he didn't want to be there. Because even... After like the last question, which she tried to like go into, so the movie he was in this year, really the only thing I think Knives out, out. It was Knives Out and he was only in it for a few seconds. She tried to ask him about it and he was not having it. And he like, even at the end, like, I, he's she rolling was like, his you eyes. Have,
1: he went, she said, you must've had fun. And he was, he essentially said, not really. No, he
0: was like, he basically said, no, he basically said, I did not have fun on that movie. Um, he's was like, like, oh, I was in, it, in it, the movie. all.
1: I was in the movie three seconds.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, I get it. If you didn't, but he, yeah, he should have said no. Cause then he kind of rolled his eyes after and it's like, well, what did you think you were going to be asked? Like everyone yeah. knows that red carpets, these are the standard questions. This hasn't changed. So you knew, you knew what these questions were going to be. You knew it was going to be lighthearted. You knew it wasn't going to be like deep diving into the soul of you as an actor. So what did you expect? Like, I didn't really get his... Ad. He clearly didn't want to be there. I don't know if he was forced. I don't know how you can force someone. to Yeah, his publicist was
1: like, you have to go. I don't
0: think the publicists are there. Like, sometimes they have their assistants or someone from their team there. But usually it's just them. Like, I've seen oh I've God, seen the behind the, right. the scenes. They just... Like, I've seen behind the scenes. You just go up... Someone goes up to the person. Like, you have the most access you ever have because the people are not around. They brought their one guest and that's it.
1: I literally, like, thought about it as I was falling asleep like how (laughs) how cringe it was and um yeah like i just don't understand why he was so rude to that young lady like i apologize i don't don't know who that lady i don't know who that lady was and then other people were like good for him those questions are stupid no that woman was doing her job he was she was asking
0: a standard set of questions that are asked every year that was asked to every celebrity with the exception to those who are nominated where they often ask about how nervous they are you grants there to to present so presenters are generally just asked about what they're doing what they're wearing how they you know the projects they worked on this year and maybe she okay the only thing she could think of the only thing she was told was knives out whatever he was in it like it's a legitimate question like you know that was a fun movie to be part of (laughs) filming with daniel craig why couldn't you have said literally anything but yeah, it was very strange.
1: It was, oh my gosh! So, anyways,
0: I don't know. Like, I don't know the names of any of the red carpet host people, except for for some reason Vanessa Hudgens was ex- the main host.
1: The ex of
0: L2. yeah, I don't under I don't understand why she she didn't interview him. By the way, someone else did. Um, yeah, but I saw, I, for, I saw <laughs>
1: that. I was like, who? How how are they gonna play that one?
0: Yeah, but like <laughs> for whatever reason, she was picked to host to be kind of the main one, and then she she would you know throw to the other two. Um, she was the only one I recognized, but even before that, I was watching like the Canadian one, the E Talk one. Like I had, I had, for whatever reason, I had nothing to do. I had it on for like an hour and a half before the Oscars, so the main show hadn't even come on, which is now before. So there was like the, the Canadian one, and talk about awkward. I mean, that early, they're just trying to find anyone with a Canadian connection. So they were like, I mean, and they good to, for them though. They found some stuff because a lot of things were filmed in in Canada. So they were able to like bring that up and, and connect, but that that was more awkward. Um, I will say though, the Hugh Grant thing to me was the most cringeworthy thing of the entire evening. Like, oh even yeah, the... it didn't
1: happen during the award ceremony, so that's no.
0: And even the the speeches I thought were a little bit better this year. Like they were, they seemed more personal. Like almost every speech actually seemed quite emotional. Like it was more of a personal thing for each person as opposed to like here's my opportunity to make some sort of a statement that everybody hates. Um, the, it, things seemed to move a little bit better. Like a lot of the normal complaints people have about the Oscars, I don't think they were as present this time. Like I think as a, as Oscars go, still not great, but it was definitely a step up from what it was.
1: I thought it was fine. Like the hour I watched, I thought it was fine. Yeah. Um, they did for again for people who didn't watch the the ceremony, they reintroduced all of the categories because last year they cut some out, the technical yeah. awards. So they yeah. reintroduced the technical awards, and um, Jimmy Kimmel did make some jokes about you know runtime and. We've listened to you, and if you don't like it, suck it up. Blah blah. blah. I, wish I thought <laughs> was funny. Like that was a good joke. Yes. Um,
0: when he's roasting the celebrities, and roasting the audience, and roasting people, he's at like, his, he's, Yeah, he's at his best, and that's what I think you want for this type of thing. Like I know it's a television thing, but this is the award ceremony for them. Like it's like an where it's, it's like we get a a behind the scenes look at a party after. A theater thing is end or a work party after you're done a big project or your fiscal year ends and you have a party. This is for them. So the roasting of people, the inside jokes, that stuff I have no problem with because that to me is real. Like it's real moments and him making fun of people. And the laughter is genuine. Like, haha, we can laugh at ourselves.
1: And he didn't seem nervous. You know what I mean? Like, but this is what was his third time hosting?
0: Was it his third Definitely I know at least, a, his second. Yeah, no, I, at least a, a second, no, at least a second, but because uh, he was around for the Moonlight uh, one, the Moonlight uh, mix-up,
1: and he made a He's joke about that. that.
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, <laughs> he made a joke about the slap several yep. times. That was a big one.
1: talked about his safety. Yeah, I thought like his the safety, monologue yeah. was good. The monologue was good. A couple <laughs> of the did, jokes.
0: What did didn't... he call it? The Crisis Team.
1: Yeah, there's a there was a team on Crisis standby. Team standing
0: by,
1: yeah. and he said. Everyone do exactly what you did last year? Nothing.
0: That is a good joke. That was a really good <laughs> joke. Yeah, yeah.
1: So he was good. Like, I, he was fine. Um, Yeah, it is, you know, I don't think the Oscars are ever going to be what they used to be. You know what no. I mean? Like, the spectacle and stuff. No. And Like, in terms of, like, openings, like, it was a very subdued opening.
0: It was. And, like, again, I think the best Oscars opening I've ever seen or saw, I should say, was uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Yeah. During one of the recessions where they were in a small theater and it was, fun. but he's a performer like his, yeah. he, like that's who you want hosting. Someone who has a big personality, who's likable, um, you know, who can, who can do the jokes. Sure. But is going to perform and do kind of fun things. Cause he roasted people too, but a bit of, it was a bit of a different uh, thing. He made fun of himself actually more a lot during that, but yeah. Um, But again, like I, I agree, it was subdued. But I, uh, to me, that's better than aiming for something and missing completely. Um, Yeah, which you get with what you get with a lot of hosts.
1: It didn't feel like it was on its last leg. Like I'll put it that way. Like it it wasn't. It wasn't
0: last year's (laughs) trifecta of hosts where we had three hosts and they couldn't. They couldn't do it. What would have done?
1: Like they've really tried it all. They've gone no host. Three hosts, two hosts. Now they're back to the to the one.
0: The did, one. You, did you watch the Anne Hathaway, yes. James Franco one? <laughs> That's yeah. the one I was looking <laughs> to. The two hosts. As soon as you said two hosts, I saw James Franco and, and Anne Hathaway. And like, yeah. that was a mistake.
1: The year they were trying to appeal to a younger audience, like the millennial yeah. audience, and yeah. um, I read later, like, Maybe a couple years ago, I read like uh, kind of like an oral history of that, and um, Anne Hathaway like showed up like typical theater kid, like ready to run notes, ready to yeah. rehearse, like sh- you know had her jokes ready, like blah blah blah. And then James Franco was just like, no, I'm gonna wing it, <laughs> and that's why it's so hor- yeah. that was why it was yeah. so horrible was because yeah. Anne Hathaway was like you know a type ready to go. It's like um, a group project. Yeah. Where you did all the work and then the stoner kid just shows up. Just
0: shows up, yeah. And that you know, was the Oscars. <laughs> I, like right now, if I could if I could I would be happy with a th- with a group of three hosting if it was Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. Sure, because yeah. Because the three of them have that show together. They obviously have a lot of chemistry. I've seen them on like talk shows, and clearly they're three likable people who would work off each other well. Like if you're going to go that, like that would be a room. Like okay, it's these three. It's not three random people who've maybe never been in a room together. Yeah. Which is the feeling that I got from from last year. Like again, if you're going to do two. Have them be friends. Like here, here's Amy
1: one. and uh... Amy Poehler
0: and Tina Fey, who've done um, what? Did, what show did they do? The Golden Globes. Um, yeah, they do, that that would be a great pair. Um, Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds, where they they've got this kind of or even more hilarious. Matt Damon with Jimmy Kimmel right have have that kind of fun clash be a part of your evening like if you're going to have a pair um, but i mean again i think Jimmy Kimmel was a fine choice bit of a surprise cuz i didn't hear who was I didn't hear anything either wins. yeah they were keeping it kind of under wraps maybe i don't know
1: maybe cuz of all the backlash same with like i didn't hear about the <laughs> carpet until a couple of days before yeah,
0: yeah. i didn't even notice they said it after <laughs> like oh okay Who cares? Um, We have a lot to kind of get through because uh, we obviously want to talk about the awards itself um, and what happened. And we've got to uh, officially announce the standings and the winner of our Oscars pool this year. Um, Great, great year. Uh, A historic year for our Oscars pool as well, um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, One being where you placed, Taylor. Uh, you had a historic year this year. Does it um, uh,
1: upset you a little bit where I rank, Mike?
0: Yeah, of course <laughs> no, no, I, I will admit I'm a competitive person. Um, I did not perform well at these Oscars. I don't think I did poorly, but I, I definitely am in this... I am seem to be stuck in the same kind of area. Um,
1: You're in um, an Oscars rut.
0: Yes, and I kind of keep getting around the same score. Um also, the biggest drop uh, of a, of a former champion. What well, we can talk about? That's another Ooh. milestone. And our first ever zero.
1: <laughs> that must be a mistake. That nope. person must have.
0: I I triple checked it. It's <laughs> they they got zero, and we will. They tried. talk about that. Yes, they, they try. try.
1: <laughs> they and should get, we'll get their own it. prize.
0: They should. Uh, Maybe we'll offer them a prize as well. Um, So we've got to do that. I want to go through uh, each of the categories, talk about who the winners were, maybe talk about if that was a surprise or not. Um, But uh, just to quickly recap our discussion on the Oscars itself, um, where do you stand, Taylor, on the musical acts? Did you see any of them? Like in that first hour, did you get to see any of the songs performed?
1: I only got to see the first song, which was from like a short film. Like it wasn't even from like a major movie, and it was pretty cringe. She when she was like, "Give it up for Diane Warwick," and then she's like, "All the ladies in the audience, all the ladies of the world." I
0: was like, "No,
1: stop!"
0: (laughs) And nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. yeah. It was
1: cringe. Give yourself some applause, like lady, just sing.
0: Not uh, not the worst uh, song actually of the night in terms of performance. There was one more that was cringier than the first. So, one. So
1: Rihanna was nominated, but she didn't perform her own song.
0: No, she did. Okay, uh, that was a surprise. Rihanna and Lady Gaga both performed.
1: Were they not supposed to? Uh,
0: there was. I was told that they were that there were a lot of buzz out there that neither of them were performing in the evening. Huh. Um, Rihanna has a nine month old and is pregnant. Very pregnant, um,
1: yeah. Well, she, I shouldn't so say I, that, she, but she looks
0: pregnant. <laughs> so I do I do believe that, like, that was kind of the reasoning of, like, oh, well, you know, she just came off the Super Bowl. We're not going to be able to get Rihanna. Um, and then Lady Gaga, I had heard, wasn't performing. And then both were. Well, there you <laughs> so, go. And they both ended up performing. Uh, and and they, really- they, were, they were fun.
1: They're like they are entertainers. Like it's not yes. like uh they're like no names, like they're yeah. very talented. Of, of, of the five
0: of the five songs and the performances, those two were fine. Like again, it's not my cup of tea. What but
1: I'm movie? Sure that it. What movie Oh, um Top Gun, right? Lady Gaga saying, Yeah, Lady Gaga for was
0: for Top Gun and Rihanna was Black Pant Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other two. One was from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, which was absolutely cringy. But um, it's
1: uh, it was one of my guys, so that's too bad.
0: Yeah, it um, was very it was very cringy that that performance. Um, and then uh, the the best performance of the night and the song that ended up winning was from was Natu Natu from RRR, because um, that's a massive dance number and right. the dancing is so phenomenal fun, fun to watch exactly like that that was the best performance of the evening and it did win uh the for best original song i
1: think it's on netflix uh, eh
0: it is it is it's a netflix movie uh it's an absolute wild ride not for everyone but uh, <laughs> I, I did i did i enjoyed it on a very entertainment level right like
1: it's a fun movie
0: in the did middle you... of the movie they have a dance-off instead of a fight Oh, that's and that's, where like that's what the song comes at that's a wedding. What I,
1: that's what it's all about. Did you uh, have you reviewed it?
0: I I haven't reviewed it formally. Um, I well, have seen it. Um, but I, I do, a, I uh,
1: is it a see it a stream it or a skip it?
0: It's a stream it, but it's very niche. I don't think everyone's going to enjoy um, the movie. Um, it's from India. It's it, it's kind of a It's a big Bollywood movie. Um, it's when i say it's like wild and crazy it's because everything's in this like animals running after people who are on motorcycles with explosions in the background a dance off to save the universe um fight choreography that's wild um it you know it's about these two brothers um who are basically trying to save the the world um and it's pretty fun like i i was surprised how much uh, i enjoyed it so i would give it a stream it myself With the the caveat of, I think some people will just not like the movie because it is, you you have to really just let go of everything. It's kind of like a a bullet train, as you described it, but crazier.
1: You gotta be (laughs) in the mood. Just like
0: outlandish. Yes, outlandish. But in in terms of like filmmaking, it's really well done. What was it nominated for? It reminds me of a musical. Um, It was nominated for a foreign language film. Okay. Original song. um, And I think costumes? was nominated for a third thing. I know I had three nominations. I don't remember what the third one was off the top of my head. Um, But those are the the main two. Like it won for original uh, song and it was not going to beat uh, All Quiet on the Western Front uh, for foreign language.
1: Spoiler alert. All Quiet on the
0: Western Front won. We're going to talk about all Quiet on the Western Front, a lot. Um, okay, so let's let's get into it. I so before we get, we're going to break down each category, but I'm going to run down the overall stats from the Night Taylor. Okay, um, and we can react to that. So the most Oscar wins went to Everything Everywhere All at Once, which won seven of the eleven awards it was nominated for. So it took seven nominations back uh, home. It, it won seven. Um, all Quiet on the Western Front was second with four. Um, so it's
1: just like. No competition.
0: None whatsoever. And that actually surprised me because I'm about to, I'm about to name some movies that were held off the board completely, but the only other movie to get more than one was the whale, which won two. Yeah. No, so whale bad. won two all quiet on Western front won four and everything everywhere. All at once. won seven. There was a point in the evening, probably around when you went to bed where all quiet on Western front kept winning technical awards and i thought oh wow like is it is this going to be the movie is that's it just really to be the table the yeah because <laughs> uh, it was doing really really well um and then in terms of some of the other top movies avatar women talking top gun rrr all got one uh, award black panther wakanda forever also won uh an oscar um del torres pinocchio took home an oscar um, and then, you know, there were some of the smaller uh, independent movies that, that got a few, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Here are the movies that were held off the board completely. Not a single win. Elvis. Eight nominations. No wins.
1: Don't think that's Bans- fair. I don't the think Bans- that's
0: fair. Well, we're going to talk about it. The Banshees <laughs> of Inisherin, Zero wins. Nine nominations. The Fablemans. Zero wins. Seven nominations. Tar. Zero wins, six nominations. So Elvis, Banshees of Inisherin, Fablemans, and Tar all held off the score sheet. Did not win an Oscar last night. Taylor, take it away. Your thoughts?
1: Well, I thought, um, like, oh, so here's the thing about the here's the thing about the Oscars. I'm never surprised by what happens because the people who are voting aren't real human beings in the sense that they're not, like, normal average Joes, right? Like, they're Hollywood people. Right. And so they pick things, like, whatever. I'm never surprised. But, like, Elvis, to me, and I will even say Top Gun, um, these are, like, movies for people who enjoy, and The Fablemans. These are movies for people who like movies. Mm-hmm. So, um... It's shocking to me that like Elvis didn't win any production awards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that to me is shocking. Um, because it's a musical movie, I'm surprised like they didn't get any of the audio awards. Um, yes. although like that was weird. Um, I'm not surprised that Mr Mr. Butler did not win um Best Actor. That that did does not come as a surprise. But um yeah, like I don't know, it's it's wild that you have so many movies that were like so hyped all year, so many nominations and like they didn't even like throw them technical awards.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of where there was a few places where I I thought these movies wouldn't win, but then a few where I thought they would. Um Elvis for some of the production and technical awards, Banshees of Inishiran, I thought was going to get at least like a writing award or something in that category, because it was that type of movie, a lot of people talking. Um, and it because uh, women talking was up for adapted and Banshees was in the other category. I thought, okay, well, there you go. Those were the two talk talk-heavy right. movies. That's how it's going to go down. And, and that's, you know, that might be their award. And sometimes you see that happening where big movies of the year will get one or two awards in those very specific categories um but nothing um and it was it was a night where it's a little different because it's not that balanced it's not running away but it's not as though like we've had the year where moonlight and la, la land were just winning everything we've had years where it's pretty spread out um everything everywhere all at once won seven like it was
1: i think so like- clearly
0: that movie's night
1: I think that might be, um, I think it, I, I saw a headline, I'm pretty sure. It now holds the record for most, for movie with the most wins.
0: Oh, well. Wow. Okay. I'm seven pretty wins
1: sure wins. I saw that. Seven, seven wins yeah. is like the most Oscars a movie has gotten.
0: Not guess- that it's not deserving because I saw it and liked it. I just didn't think people liked it this much. And I really didn't think when I reviewed this like a year ago in the summer. That it was going to have no, like.
1: No, I didn't think you it was a sure
0: movie. this was like a spring movie, and somehow, like spring movies, almost never get nominated anyway. <laughs> but somehow, it's stuck around.
1: And it's like an A. What is that production house? Like A. A twenty four. Yeah, which is like indie. So yeah, Moonlight it's-
0: is the only other movie they've made that's won Best Picture. Moonlight.
1: I mean, good for them. Like, I personally have not had a, a chance to see the movie yet. I know that it was like the movie everyone talked about all year like once it did come out um but yeah it just it was stacked what i found surprising was um and i did not get this category best supporting actress because two of their actresses were nominated stephanie what's her last name
0: oh stephanie Chu.
1: yep and jamie lee curtis were both nominated for best supporting actress for the for everything everywhere all at once and um, so I thought, oh, it's not going to go to that. They're not going to pick one of those actresses. So Jamie Lee Curtis's win was um, a curveball to me.
0: Uh, it was curveball to everyone in our pool because not one person.
1: No, uh, really?
0: A, not one person picked uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Now, a lot of people picked uh, Angela Bassett. I think um, I picked who her. Seemed to, to have, and some people picked Hong Hong Chao from The Whale. Um, but Steph- one person picked Stephanie Chu. Um, and that was Ronald Coleman. Okay. So Roland Coleman picked someone from everything all at once. But the he was Roland
1: close. He was uh,
0: close. Coleman was the closest. Yeah, but not one person picked Jamie Lee Curtis. And I think that was a surprise. Like all the buzz and all the other awards, and even you could see it on her face, was Angela Bassett, who's never won. She was put out. Seen. And <laughs> I, I don't blame her. Her performance, like, again, all five performances in this category were great. It's just... Angela Bassett, I thought, was going to win. And that's the direction things were. And Jamie Lee Curtis, honestly, it surprised a lot of people.
1: And she's never been nominated before.
0: It, I think it surprised her. Yeah. If I remember her <laughs> reaction, a, I remember she, went, she...
1: She went, shut up! You can, like, see that what, what you she read. <laughs> yeah, she went, shut up! Yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think
0: even Jamie Lee Curtis did not expect to win. So that one really came out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, but aside from that, like, I wouldn't say... There were any like shockers for me so are we gonna go like go through like yeah we're we're gonna go through them yeah
0: Yeah. we're gonna go through them so starting with actor in a leading role brendan fraser obviously one for the whale obviously again i think the only other person i wouldn't have been surprised was austin butler um everyone else i think they were just in that category Um, yeah though according to our pool uh, P- Paul, Colin Farrell, Austin Butler, and Brendan Fraser received all the various votes, and it was somewhat well split between hmm. them. Uh, most people did pick Brendan Fraser, but but there were quite a few people for Austin Butler and Colin Farrell. So, uh,
1: I think some right. people were voting with their hearts and not their Oscar brains.
0: Agre- agreed. Um, <laughs> actor in a su- actor in a supporting role, Kihei Kwan for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. No surprise here. Um, that was the direction that it was heading in
1: what like a, it just what an acceptance speech so that oh, was yeah. one of the first awards i think so i got to see yes. it wow what a speech eh
0: and what a like what a life he's had and and you don't see child actors be able to come back to the spotlight um and be successful all the time so the fact that he came back was persistent has now won an oscar like it, that's to me, if he wants to continue acting, he will have roles wherever he wants them. Good for him. Um, actress in a leading role went to Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I did hear some buzz that Kate Blanchett was kind of in some like might have had a lot of support for it. So Michelle Yeoh, um, yeah, she she ended up winning it. But Kate Blanchett was again the only other one in this category. Um, that might have had a chance. And according to our polls, people agreed. People only picked Kate Blanchett or Michelle Yo in
1: hmm. this category.
0: Um, Michelle Williams and the Fableman... Um, I, you, I, you haven't seen the Fableman? No, seen not Fables? yet. No. Um, I don't get what Michelle Williams was doing in this movie, and it didn't work for me. I finally people love saw her. People love know, her. It didn't work for me. She... It. I didn't like it. I didn't like what she was doing. I don't. I'm sure it's just the it, eccentric, you know, eccentric mother character that she's playing. What she does, and this is not. This is about the third role in a row that I've seen her in, and I'm like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, it's not. It's not <laughs> working for me. Um, it's just my opinion, but I wanted to bring that up. Um, actress in a supporting role, as we mentioned, went to Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Um, again, Angela Bassett. Hong Chao got some... Actually, the only person I think that really did... No, no. Carrie Condon got some votes. So everyone, all five nominees got votes from people in our in our pool. Um, so, so a little bit more... Except for Jamie Lee Curtis. Sorry. Four of the five. No one picked Jamie Lee Curtis.
1: Wow. Interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, but the other four people, people did pick. So there you go. Um, so those are the four main acting roles. Um, again, like I would... I kind of agree with you. Like Jamie Lee Curtis is really the only curveball there. I think. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's talk uh, some, some other winners here. Animated feature film went to Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Again, I I'm not surprised that the other nominees were Michelle, uh, Marcel, the shell, with shoes on, puss in boots, the last wish, uh, the sea beast and turning red. So Pinocchio, I think had, had all the, the love people love Guillermo del Toro. Um, and so it's stop it
1: motion, you know, so it's going to be beautiful. I haven't seen it yet. I think it also might be Netflix.
0: Yes, that's that's available on Netflix. Yeah. It was one of three Pinocchio movies that came out last year.
1: Yeah, very confusing.
0: Uh, very. Confusing. <laughs> the only Oscar well, great year, winner. <laughs> great year for Pinocchio. Um, cinematography. Uh, this was one the first curveball I remember in the evening. Cinematography went to All Quiet on the Western Front, James Friend. Uh, who was the cinematographer there um, beating out uh, Bardo false chronicle of a handful of truths, Elvis empire of light and tar. I really thought Elvis was going to be the front runner here, maybe tar, um, but I thought for cinematography, I just thought they were going to get it, but all quiet on the Western front. It was one of the, the first Oscars that won in the evening. Um, you saw the movie Taylor on your phone. Yep. How was the cinematography?
1: <laughs> it was a, It's a really beautiful movie so it very beautifully shot i'm not surprised i don't know if i voted for all Quiet on the western front but i'm not surprised at all i think um yeah but i'm almost so i'm also biased when like the um scenery is like its own character like i think i've said before on the show like when it's there's like a road movie or like you know like you're (laughs) capturing like that like farmland things like that like i'm i'm kind of a sucker for that and you know the majority of the movie does take place outside in trenches so in europe so yeah i wasn't surprised it's a it's a beautiful beautifully shot movie.
0: um for costume design uh it went to black panther wakanda forever the designer is ruth carter um this is ruth carter's second academy award um and she was the designer for black panther wakanda forever so the the other movies that were nominated were babylon elvis everything everywhere all at once and mrs harris goes to paris but black panther wakanda forever won for costume design um again i, I had picked elvis i think because i thought there were so many costumes historically accurate again academy's history with the exception of of uh you know the movie we we all know whenever there's a mu- music biopic it gets usually gets some wins in there yeah. so i thought that um, elvis was going to take this one
1: i think i chose babylon f- similar for the similar reasons like it's a movie about movies you know yeah. it's the spectacle yeah. um, period piece so i am surprised that wakanda forever won um and i learned that for elvis they made like thousands of costumes Austin yeah. Austin Butler had 90 costume changes alone.
0: Yeah. So and, like
1: and, what? <laughs> Why yeah, did they win?
0: <laughs> a, it was just it was just a surprise. And I the thing about Babylon, and that was a joke that was made last night because they lost so much money, I guess, this year. I thought Babylon was gonna get one or two wins. Like that, Production usually you get that again. movie. Yeah, or or music because that, that original score, the guy who um I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he he's won several times before, like often when he's nominated, he wins. So I thought they were going to get something. And yeah, I think, I think for one of the other production ones, I picked them because thinking, Oh, well, Babylon will probably get one, um, but no, so nice. Um, the winner for directing went to the Daniels for everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> um, I mean, that was a big possibility. It's a pretty good uh, category here, like a pretty stacked category. Um, I know there was some interest and some love to Martin McDonough for The Banshees of Indus I think Steven Spielberg probably would have gotten some some first place votes because of this being such a personal movie for him. Um, but yeah, the Daniels took it home for everything, everywhere, all at once um, as they started to really grab all the big major awards. Because um, they got directing, they got, you know, as we mentioned, they got Best Picture. Um, they, I believe they got a writing award too. Like they got a lot of the big ones. Good for them. <laughs> i'm just again i'm just surprised because it was such a weird little movie that i remember liking but not thinking it had Mike, oscar potential I,
1: I remember you come like coming to record and you being like so i saw this random movie on the weekend yeah
0: <laughs> You're like, I, went, already- I went on a whim too i wasn't even <laughs> planning i just went like oh, i'll see this
1: <laughs> You're like it's so weird but i think you'd like it yeah and then it was like the biggest movie of the year you never yeah. know you never know
0: Uh, documentary feature film went to Navalny, um, which is the one about, uh, the, the political adversary of, uh, Vladimir Putin. Um, so that I guess isn't a huge surprise. Um, fire of love was on here. I think that's the one I picked just based on Tyler Vance's review of it. Um, I thought that that was going to pick. I, I honestly haven't had a chance to see most of the documentaries.
1: I haven't seen any of them. I literally, I think I just chose one name that sounded familiar yeah Yeah, <laughs> oh my God, that sounds about right i've heard is, of that
0: these are the categories that in an oscars pool can really um
1: tank really you. tank yeah
0: yeah yeah uh documentary shorts went to the elephant whisperers um apparently that's available somewhere on streaming um so if you want to check that out uh, that's there um film editing Went to Everything Everywhere All at Once, Paul Rogers winning for film editing. Um, another pretty good category. I mean, Elvis again was in here, Top Gun Maverick, which heavily edited movies, Benches of Inishir and Tar. I mean, they're just kind of movies. I don't, the editing to me wasn't spectacular in either of those movies, but Everything Everywhere All at Once again winning. This is one that I, I'm not too surprised at because it's such a crazy movie that you would need solid editing. Yeah. Um, to get into that, but I would I wouldn't have been surprised if Elvis won too, just because that's Baz Luhrmann's style.
1: That's I liked I how they edited.
0: Yeah, Elvis. like that movie. I I don't know if we've talked. Like I have seen it since your review. I don't know if we've had a chance to talk. No about that. But I I, I did see Elvis, and I agree the editing was quite good. Actually, uh, sometimes Baz Luhrmann, I'm not a big fan of his movies, but Elvis was one of the ones where I really thought his style really fit. What they were going
1: for. Like a music so. video.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And it, it worked really, really well. Um, we'll talk about Tom Hanks later. Um, <laughs> an international feature film went to All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, so that movie, that movie's from Germany. Again, I don't think this was a surprise, just because it's very rare for an international feature film that's nominated for Best Picture to not win the International Feature Film Award. So uh unfortunately. Uh, the other movies, I don't think had a chance.
1: <laughs> I think I botched this category. I think I voted for EO because that donkey movie from Poland. Oh, because everyone was talking about that donkey movie. Like I've heard yes. more buzz about the donkey movie than the All oh, Quiet on the Western Front.
0: It's true. It's true. Um,
1: so it,
0: it, it was yeah. getting a lot of attention. Um, but one of one of it, All Quiet on the Western Front's four wins. Uh, Good for the them year. and. Interesting that this is only the fourth uh, international feature um, of all time to, to also win Best Picture. Only the fourth. So I know Parasite was one of them. And Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was another one. But I don't know what the fourth one was. But that's what I've heard. This is only the fourth movie um, to to do that well from, from the international uh, category. Hmm. So there you go. Uh, makeup and hairstylings went to The Whale. Um, this one wasn't a huge surprise. I just thought it was going to go to Elvis because, again, making making everyone kind of look like historic people that we know. But again, the whale for Brendan Fraser's transformation was obviously great. I just thought Elvis there was more of that. There That's was more the- than just one person.
1: I did not vote for the whale because, I, and to be fair, I haven't seen it, but like I've seen stills from it. Um, the majority of the makeup and cautioning went towards. Brendan Fraser and it sounds like it was quite a feat there was like a cooling system inside the the suit whatever Yeah. but um yeah in terms of like scale I would have thought Elvis or again like um Babylon right like cause you're like you're doing the hair and makeup for like a whole cast like Mm. full transformation um but again I'm not surprised but like I would have liked it to go to a different movie
0: yeah So The Whale took home makeup and hair stylings. Uh, Original score for music, All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, This is the one that I thought was going to go to Babylon. Uh, Justin Hurwitz, that's his name, um, who I thought was going to win uh, for for original score. But the winner was All Quiet on the Western Front.
1: And I did predict that it was going to win some sound awards.
0: You sure did. And it it took home music for for the score. So there you go. And then original song, as we mentioned, went to Natu Natu from RRR. That, that one, um, we've already kind of talked about a uh, original song. But I think in terms of the performances I saw, at least, that was the best one anyway. So I was fine with that. Um, production design went to All Quiet on the Western Front. So you did see, say it was a beautiful movie. So the production design, everything you see sets and everything put together, everything you see no. on screen, they gave it an award.
1: The costuming. like the, It did seem like a like a World War One movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It seemed historically accurate, so...
0: And again, I mean, it beat out Avatar, which I think is weird because it's all CGI. I don't know how you yeah. can put Avatar in production design, but anyway, it also beat out Babylon, Elvis, and the Fablemans. Um, Fablemans, I don't know what they're doing in this because it's just, I don't know, but whatever. It's like I guess suburbs, the, it isn't look, it? Yeah, yeah, but I guess, I guess the little movie sets they did put together were kind of neat. But Elvis and Babylon, I just, again, I would have thought they would have had a, had a chance, and this would have been a category... Instead of *All Quiet on the Western Front* getting it, that Babylon or Elvis* because of the scale of it might have had a chance at winning production design.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I don't remember um, how I voted, but I I thought it would have gone to either Elvis or Babylon.
0: Yeah, yeah. So these are kind of small surprises. Um, and then um, going to the general sound category, the winner was *Top Gun: Maverick*. Um, so that *Top Gun* got it, got its Oscar, winning for sound. Uh, beating out all quiet on the western front Avatar the way of water, the Batman and Elvis um, time so there's
1: anytime there's like um jet engines I think oh, yep. they're gonna win
0: <laughs> I thought I thought the Batman would have a chance because of the scene where um, the Batmobile starts up like right. that's been one that's been talked about a lot just the sound like and the Batman had a couple nominations in the production and tech side. Um, which was great to see. But yes, I, I think I voted for Top Gun Maverick for that exact reason that you just gave. There's yeah. fighter jets in it. They were real jets. <laughs> the sound design was quite strong. So I'm not surprised. And honestly, when a blockbuster brings people into the theaters and they love it and it's universally liked, I'm glad you could give them an account. Yeah. Like I, like I'm really glad that Black Panther and Top Gun at least got an award because that's something you can now say. Top Gun Maverick surprise of the uh, hit of the year also is now an oscar-winning film so
1: Tell good for you. tom
0: D- he didn't show up i know <laughs> he, he wasn't there he wasn't tom and Chris james was
1: there. cameron didn't go either james cameron
0: yeah and and speaking of james cameron visual effects the winner was avatar way of water no surprise i mean avatar i think was built for this category so it won visual effects um Writing Adapted Screenplay went to Women Talking uh, by Sarah Pauly. Uh This is a movie that uh, for for those of you, I'm just going to say for those of you listening, obviously you're listening if you can hear us. Um, you're going to have a review, Taylor, in an upcoming episode yes. where you don't know if Women Talking won an Oscar or not. But it did. It won for its writing, which is something we talked about on, on the yeah, episode.
1: I think I predicted that. I think I said that if it's going to win, it's going to be... And I might have yeah. even mentioned the cinematography. That's another interesting, like a like a beautifully shot movie from what mm-hmm. I could see on my cell phone in a dark end yeah. nursery. Yes.
0: And uh yeah, it won its writing award, so that that was definitely good. It was definitely getting a lot of um was getting a lot of interest for that award, so I'm glad it won. I mean, it beat out All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, uh, Living, and Top Gun Maverick. Like, I don't think Top Gun deserved a writing, like a screenplay nomination. Like I wouldn't have given it that, but again, I, I think I it was hate, well deserved for talking.
1: I hate when sequel sequels are in the best adapted screenplay category.
0: Even because it, it's an original
1: Right. That's what record. I think.
0: Like, yeah, because it wouldn't be based on anything. Because that screenplay for Top Gun was not based on.
1: Yeah, anything. it's a sequel, just like Glass it's Onion. A
0: continuation. Yeah. It's
1: a continuation. I don't understand why that's in an adapted screenplay. I don't know. I hate it's that. I gotta call yeah. up the Academy.
0: We'll call up the Academy now. Um <laughs> and then the uh, writing award for original screenplay went to Everything Everywhere yeah, All at Once. Of course. This was I yeah, it just it was a surprise for me because I thought this would be the one that Banshees got. Like, like oh, Banshees of Inisheram will get, the one because again it was the the big talking movie. Uh, but, <laughs> they
1: throw them a bone.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's honestly that's what I thought would happen. You know, you know Elvis will win one or two, Banshees will win one or two. You know, everything everywhere all all at once will win one or two, and that's what I thought this year was going to be like, kind of a spread out, everything's winning a few, uh, but that's not what happens. Uh, and then lastly, best picture went to everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, This is the first year of the minimum 10. You must have 10 nominations in this award and everything, everywhere, all at once uh, took home the prize, best picture. Not surprised. Yeah, those are the Oscar wins. Um, Big, big, everything, everywhere, all at once. Big day for them. Same with All Quiet on the Western Front. Um, Only, again, only real big, big surprise for me is that there were so many great films or seemingly great films that had a lot of, uh, interest, uh, that got, that got zero. Um, I saw Elvis Banshees and Fablemans and I would have thought you'd give them at least one or two, um, didn't end up finishing TAR. So (laughs) not much to say about TAR. Um, so Taylor, shall we reveal the standings of our Oscars?
1: year? Yeah. All right.
0: Let's, let's walk through this. Um, so, as I mentioned, there's some historical moments here, um, and we'll, uh, we'll go through uh, all the way from the end up until number one. Uh, we'll kind of talk about the top three at the end. So let's just go through the people who are not in the top three. Um, let's start with the three people who were tied for fourth place. So as we have seen from previous years, because, you know, it's only a finite amount of awards and numbers, we get a lot of ties. So three people were tied for fourth place, and that was me, you, and <laughs> someone else named Mike, who I called the other Mike. I didn't get a last name, so I just called the other Mike. So we've got Mike, the other Mike, me, and Taylor tied for fourth place.
1: I it I love that I tied with you. Me being historically so bad at this, and like not really caring, and sometimes and you, just, you're like, climbing
0: that ladder. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're getting better every year. Uh, yes, uh, not my best uh, showing. Uh, I definitely lost the thread in a few categories there. Surprised here and there. but uh, Number seven, seventh place, Dennis Deline. First, I believe, first time uh, entering our Oscars pool. Finished seventh. Eighth place, Tyler Vance with Ooh. a drop from first to eighth. How the spot. mighty fall. Number eight, the absolutely terrible showing for Tyler Vance. Um, <laughs> just one ahead of Ronald Coleman, who finished ninth. Uh, so there you go, Tyler. You're just one ahead of Ronald Coleman, who was ninth. Kathy was in 10th. Uh, in 11th is Ray. 12th, Ian V. Tied for 13th, Bethany and Winona.
1: Ooh.
0: In 15th, Chris, friend of the show, in 16th, Lily, in 17th, Mr. Andrew Taggart, uh, former uh, co-host at times. He comes on for often on Marvel films. Friend of, uh, friend of Mike. Friend of Mike, friend of the show. Um, tied for 18th, this time I'll win, and Ash TV. So this time I'll win, you did not <laughs> predict well. Actually, you... <laughs> You didn't even get into double digits there, so <laughs> real, real rough go for you. I like the confidence, um, though. Great confidence. Love the confidence. Just wasn't quite, wasn't quite there. Uh, in in twentieth is May, May finishing twentieth, twenty first. Rich, twenty second. Morgan R. Tied for twenty third is Brooke and Peter Pumpkin. I'm loving some of these names, by the way, for these. <laughs> And then tied for 25th is Allie, Catherine, and Sarah. And then in last place, 28th, with a record, zero, correct, Kira. So well done, Kira. Uh, We will reach out to you for sure, because you definitely deserve a prize of some sort for uh, a zero score. (laughs) Uh, Just everything wrong. And that happens where it's just one thing after another. Not terrible picks either, I'll say. I got like, I, it wasn't like she like blows. closed
1: her eyes and like
0: no in like, the bubbles. All she tried, that could have won all things that could have won, <laughs> just didn't hit any of them.
1: Uh, sorry, she, Kira.
0: she seemed to be predicting similar to how I thought the evening was going to go, where it was you know oh everything will get two or three, right? Maybe it'll be well spread out. Didn't happen. Um, so sorry about that, Kira. But we'll we'll uh, we'll be in touch. Let's talk about the top three. Three people left. Uh, we've got a top three here. So, so if you haven't heard your name, you're about to. In third place, uh, Dan's picks. Dan's picks. I don't believe this is your Dan. No. I believe this is some other <laughs> Dan. Dan's Dan doesn't picks. even know
1: we have an Oscar.
0: No, I didn't in. think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't think so. So, Dan's picks, third place. Well done, Dan. Uh, you, you picked well. Your picks did well. Um, number two second place Akil. Ooh, second place by one point uh, did very well Akil got, got 14 right uh, the winner this year had 15 correct which is an all time low for our Oscars hmm. uh, pool uh, or maybe Tyler Vance won with 12 maybe he won with a, a low number but uh, it was definitely a lower year than I remember so Akil number two and number one Ruth Ruth, you are our winner of the Oscars pool. You are joining the winner's circle. Cue the applause. Cue the applause. Ruth, uh, you win in 2023. Joining, as I said, our winner's circle in 2022 was Tyler Vance. In 2021 was Cody. In 2020 was Moira. And in 2019 was Austin. So there you go, Ruth. The 2023 winner. We will reach out to you this week. And you get to either come on the show or... As a guest host, or if you're more comfortable, you can, you know, do what Austin did, where you design an episode for us. You tell us what to watch, what genre maybe, if you want us to do like a genre episode. You can even pick people to come on the show. We can't guarantee they'll be there, but we can try. Um, <laughs> she,
1: I want Ryan Gosling. Well, no,
0: no. <laughs> We'll, we'll reach out, <laughs> you know, and then, then we can say we did. And if you want to go through our stats and, or sorry, go through the standings, you can, you can get it. It is on our website now. Go to screening at Kingston.com. So if you missed any of that, you the full standings are listed there um, for, for everyone to see. Thank you again to everyone who participated another uh, really fun year. I really like doing this. Yeah. So I'm glad that people were able to, to participate.
1: Cool. Yeah.
0: Um, so there you go. That brings us to the end of our wrap-up show for the Oscars. We hope that you had a good time. Again, Ruth and Kira, we're going to reach out to both of you um, to offer you some, some prizes connected to the show. And we, uh, we look forward to, to seeing that. We're back to new episodes each week. I'm sorry that we were off last week. It's been kind of crazy, Uh, but we're back. We got new episodes all the time. So don't, don't worry about it. We're back. We hope everyone enjoyed the Oscars. And thank you again to everyone who participated in the Oscars pool this year.
1: Go see some movies.
0: Thank you for listening to the screening in Kingston podcast recorded at CFRC at Queens university in Kingston, Ontario. Queens university sits on the traditional lands of the Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabe peoples. We would like to thank the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.